0: Lord, we just thank you for today, and we are preparing for Thanksgiving this week. And we are mindful of um, what our ancestors did before us. I think of the pilgrims, the Puritans, and how they came here um, from religious tyranny, that they were experiencing religious oppression. They couldn't worship freely uh, in England, so they came here and risked their lives, really. They came during harsh winters. and. Most of them, or a lot of them, didn't survive, and those that did survive had very little to eat, and this week we're going to have feasts, and we are just grateful uh, for their sacrifice um, that they made so that now we can really worship you freely and spend time with our family and friends, and I pray that for those of us who are traveling this week that you'll keep us safe on the roads, please watch over us. I pray as family comes in here to visit us here in Orlando, please keep them safe, and may it just be a good week, a restful week for all of us, and May we reflect upon all the the good things that you've done. I pray that we will just remember all of the blessings that you have provided in our lives and through our lives um, throughout throughout our past and even our present today. Um, I thank you, Lord, for the service tonight. I pray that you 'll be glorified in it and I pray that uh, you'll be with brent 's mom that you'll just help her to uh, be strengthened during this time. Holy Spirit we pray that you 'll comfort her and that you will just um, uh, remove this affliction that she 's going through and help her just to be um, strong and courageous and not to be discouraged or terrified because you're with her wherever she goes. Thanks for that Brent was able to go there for two weeks. And uh, just be with him, that you'll continue to give him the right words to say and just uh, the ears to listen to her as I know she's going through so much. I pray for those who are not feeling well. I think of Janine and Ashley. Help them to get over this cold that they have. And. Thanks that Alan's trip went well in Pennsylvania, that he was able to see some of his uh, supporters, and uh, I pray that that was encouraging for him and his wife. And uh, just go with us now as we um, look into this lesson on how to be assertive when needed and speak the truth in love to our care receivers. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you have your books, look with me on page 97. I know that Ida wasn't able to get through all of the lesson last week, but I was looking through it, and it was really... What you are going to do is just practice it, but we're going to have some of that in this lesson, so we'll be okay. Were there any questions from last week's lesson? If you weren't here last week, I would just encourage you to do the readings. We posted the lesson online, and it's under Adult Sunday Schools on the media section, under Adult Sunday School. So you can listen to that as well. What's that?
1: It was good. It was? Good.
0: Good. And and I did
1: have a a question. It just kind of cropped up. I understand the policy: of men with men, women with women. What if you're dealing with a gay person? That's a good question. Uh, we would even
0: say, "Yeah." I don't know if Stephen Ministry has addressed that as as far
1: as that goes. I up. List, I have a, a, a gay friend, and so oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, and so that just kind of. I was
0: going. To, hmm. I would. I, I would understand. still say. I would still
1: say men, men, women, women, even in that area. Um, but I would be concerned about transference, and yeah. that's kind of what they're. It's a good question. you yeah. are afraid of even yeah. with men and women. Uh huh. Yeah. Let me look into
0: that. I'll, I'll actually call them this week and ask about that. Because that's a great question. So I'll, I'll give you an answer in two weeks. Mm-hmm. By the way, next Sunday we won't be here. It's a week off. So you get a break, well, <laughs> a well-deserved three break. Three, well, for yeah, for we the service, <laughs> as far as the minister class. I get class, to join right? my wife. Right. Good, 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 good. Uh, That's right. And just for housekeeping' uh, sake, the schedule coming up, we're, we're off next week. And then on December 4th, we're going to continue on with Lesson 6, T6, Assertiveness. Relating Gently and Firmly, it will be Part 2 because this will this Part 1 will take the entire class today. And if you can, just start reading all the way through the whole book of Speaking the Truth in Love. And you can go ahead and try to finish that as well. But, but for the next lesson, there's no pre-class reading. It's just reading the book, Speaking the Truth in Love, chapters 1 through 18, if you haven't had a chance to look through it. Great. All right. Page ninety-seven. We'll look here at number one: the power of speaking the truth in love. And I think of the passage in Ephesians chapter four, verse fifteen. The apostle Paul says, "Instead speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into Him who is the head, that is the Christ." That is Christ. And so often in your relationships with not only your care receivers but other people, there are times that you get in where you have to be assertive, and you have to. Speak the truth in love. And that can be very difficult, can When it? It's almost a confrontation, but it's a loving confrontation is what I describe it. And that's really essentially what Paul is talking about here. Uh, speaking the truth in love. And when you do that, you will grow up in Christ. You will grow in Christ. And it goes along with Mike's sermon if you were at the 9 o'clock service. He talked a lot about sanctification and the importance of growing in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that's that's really the power of speaking the truth in love. When you do that, you're you're ultimately helping someone. I'll give you an example. I had a friend who was in our college ministry who uh, would in some ways be socially awkward, I'll just say. And he would say things that would turn people away, but nobody ever really told him that. Nobody ever really explained him what, to him why uh, they were turned off by him. They would just kind of leave it be and just say, oh, well, that's so-and-so, that's just his personality, and so... Whatever, And so as a result, he was shunned from a lot of his friends. And so finally I realized, you know what, I need to be assertive with him and help him figure out what he's doing wrong, what he's doing that's turning people away. Because if I don't do it and if nobody else is doing it, then he's going to continue on with these patterns and continue to shun people away. And he's, he's going to wonder why. Because there was even a moment where he said, Seth, I don't know why I call people and they don't answer my phone calls, they don't call me back. You know, ask them for rides, they don't help me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And finally I just said, hey, this is, this is what I've observed. Uh, are, you, are you willing for me to share with you what I've observed? And he said, absolutely. And I was able to tell him some things, some patterns that he had had, some habits that he was doing. And it ultimately helped him. And he said, thank you for sharing that with me. Nobody has ever shared that with me. Uh, I, I don't say that to give my, myself a pat on the back, but it's more of a, a sense that if we don't speak the truth and love to people, then often they will never know, and they'll never grow. And sometimes it's those hard conversations that you need to have with people to help them discover, okay, what is it that is causing you to turn people away? What is it that's making people shun away from you? And often there's these habits and these things that you get in a routine, and it's a set way of doing things, and you have no idea you're doing them. Um, And so that's what we're really talking about in this lesson on... When you're with your care receiver, they may be in a situation where they're turning people off, or they're consistently in a uh, doing things in a bad way. They're they're having a bad behavior, and it may take you to to actually tell them what they're doing and confront them in a loving way. Um, so let me give you a definition of assertiveness. Uh, focus note one on number two. It says that here that assertiveness is a positive and constructive way of relating to other people that respects their needs their wants and their rights, as well as one's own needs, wants and rights. And so let's, let's kind of break this definition apart. Look, at, look with me at letter A. Assertiveness is positive and constructive. What I mean here is that it builds people up rather than tears people down. Basically, when you when you talk to somebody and you speak the truth in love with them, you need to remember that they are valuable people, that they are made in the image of God. And as a result of that, there is a sense of respect that you've got to show them. And so obviously you don't, want to be, you don't want to stand there and say, you're doing this wrong and I can't believe you're doing this. Obviously you're not going to do it that way. When I say speak the truth in love, you do it in a, in a loving way. So what would be an example, would you say, if someone was behaving inconsistently and they needed their issues to be addressed? Uh, what would you say to them or how would you do it in, in a loving way? Where it's positive and constructive? How would you go about helping somebody?
2: Well, for me, I would feel that they would first have to ask you,
0: okay mm-hmm.
2: I wouldn't feel just somebody you know mm-hmm. all of a sudden just come up to them and have them ask you yeah what the problem is mm-hmm. and then you can explain to them. Mm-hmm. that helps. Yes. Yeah. Yep. See, and I don't know how else to approach it. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: right.
3: Well, um, I've had to be assertive with a certain friend before, um, and she didn't come to me with it. But I just, like, it was like things I like saw going on in her life that were not consistent with what the words that were coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. And I felt that I just had to say something because no one else was saying it to her. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I approach it in a way that isn't condescending, but just to be um, loving about it and say that, you know, I've noticed this happening or you acting this way. I'm just concerned um, about how is this is going to start affecting you or how is going to start affecting your relationships. And mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That. Yeah. Cause like I said earlier, if, if you don't do it and nobody else is doing mm-hmm. it, then mm-hmm.
1: it's not really constructive, is it? It's mm-hmm. not helpful. It can be um, by far the most constructive if you hit it at the right time yeah. and, and what you said is a really good way I think yeah. is just to say hey I'm concerned and then explain what you're concerned about yeah. and it's not a challenge, you're not being aggressive right. and, and stuff and yeah. then you can say something like well help me understand yeah. Yeah. help me understand, that's good that's great
4: Sense when somebody has our welfare in mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when they bring something up that even if they have to take a risk of us rejecting them, mm-hmm. you know. And so, conversely, when we approach someone else, if there's anything we can do to express love and their their best interest, you know, like like you shared in your example set with this guy, mm-hmm. uh, there was a woman. Yeah. You know, um, I think people can pick up on whether you're starting out at a point where you really aren't their team mm. and for them. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. That's good, and that's the positive element that we're talking about mm-hmm. here. And really, you brought up a good point, Malcolm. As far as timing goes, mm-hmm. when we pair you up with your care receiver, we don't expect you to be assertive the second meeting. That would actually be foolish, right? Because mm-hmm. you haven't built their trust. Mm-hmm. But after three, four, six months, you get to know them well, you build their trust, the dynamic's going well, then you may have to be assertive. And we'll talk about that in a minute on how to do it. But let's look at letter B. Assertiveness is a way of relating. You know, it may involve standing up for your own rights or others' rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can encompass making requests of others and responding to requests that people make of you. Uh, It may include genuinely expressing your feelings of love or affection and receiving such expression from others. And it even can be assertive as saying yes or saying no. And I love when Jesus says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm -hmm. I say this so often because even when you plan a get together or a party, let's say with your family, and you ask well in advance, your family members, your friends, hey, we're having this get-together at our house, would you like to be there? So often people say, I'll have to look at my calendar, or maybe. Or they'll say yes, and then the last minute they back out and come up with another excuse. And so I really take that verse literally and serious. When Jesus says, let your yes be yes and your no be no, it's okay to say no. If you really don't want to go, Mm -hmm. or if you can't go, just say no. You don't necessarily even have to explain why. Mm -hmm. You just have to say no. (laughs) And I've realized, because I'm a people pleaser, and it's hard for me to say no sometimes. And I've realized when I do say no, I immediately feel bad about it. But then afterwards, as I process it, Mm -hmm. I realize... Wow, what a relief that is to be able to say no and be okay with it. <laughs> you know, be able to sleep at night. Um, so that's why being assertive, it's okay to say yes. It's okay to say no. So if your care receiver says, I need to meet with you three times a week, it's okay to say no. Say the policy here, the you know, the, the guidelines here are that we meet with you once a week for an hour. I mean, if it goes an hour and a half, that's okay. I mean, we're not sticklers about time. But But I would just encourage you, you might have to say no to your care receiver. Or you might have to say yes. Now how um, often
2: the carriers? how often is, is does does this you know, the relationship of course you get to know your care care receiver, but how long is do they all go on very long, or do some of them maybe be one or twice, and that's all? They're really? Yeah, going? they
0: could. We have had it's never it's never once or twice. It usually lasts a few months. Yeah. We have had some relationships that are actually still on, still going, and it's been over a year for some. Um, I would say the average is between six and nine months. Yeah. That's what I would say on average. And is but that
4: duration, the kind of thing that you guys in supervision help. Us as Steve administers discern,
2: like, absolutely when it's time to absolutely,
0: yeah. And we're going to have a lesson that is on closing the relationship, and that is something that the supervision group is mindful of every meeting, and that's what they listen for. In fact, an example was there was a, a care receiver and caregiver relationship just recently. Where it turned more into a mentoring relationship, not a Stephen ministry, and so we had to kind of determine: is this more of a mentoring or is this a Stephen minister relationship? And we realized it was a it was a mentoring relationship, which is actually ideal if you're open to that. Uh, the way I see it, it's ideal if it turns into more of a friendship or a you know um, mentoring. Type relationship That would be great. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but it, all, it doesn't always pan out that way. But in this particular case, we realized, okay, this uh, Stephen minister, it was a lady, she was meeting with her care receiver a little bit more than once a week. And she wanted to. And they both did. And so because of that, we realized this is going outside of the bounds of Stephen ministry. And so we'll just kind of let you go off and do your mentoring. And if you need our support... You can get that from Ida and me. But as far as supervision group, she no longer talks about that relationship. She could bring it up if she wants, but it's no longer a Stephen ministry relationship, if that makes sense. So those types of things can very well happen, and they have. Um, good question. Let's look at letter C. Assertiveness respects others' needs, wants, and rights. And we've talked about that, but they basically you have to keep in mind that other people have feelings, they have opinions, they have rights worthy of respect. Um just recently in our church staff meeting, we were talking about some, uh, some there, was a, there was a particular thing that came up where there was a disagreement. And one thing that was brought up was that, well, everybody's opinion matters. And I thought that was really well put, because it does. And so even when you're being assertive with your care receiver, remember that their opinion still matters. Mm-hmm. And they, in turn, I think, will respect your opinion. But no matter what the issue is, every opinion matters because they're made in the image of God. You know, they're valuable. And so you got to keep that in mind when you're being assertive. Uh, letter D, assertiveness respects your own needs, wants, and rights. Uh, basically, it values love for others and for yourself. And we're going to talk now that there are about three ways of relating, relating that are directly opposed to being assertive. And this is what we're going to spend most of our time on this morning. Three ways that directly are opposed to assertiveness are aggressiveness, passivity, and passive aggressiveness. And so these are three things that may come up in your relationship with your care receiver or just in general with your family members or friends or, or whatnot. So let me read page 98, focus note 2. Will somebody actually read the definition of aggressive behavior?
5: I'll go. Um, The definition of aggressive behavior. Mm -hmm. People behave aggressively when they express themselves in a threatening, abusive, or hostile manner. Aggressive behavior shows itself in insults, belittling, and sarcasm. Manipulation, using using others for one's own purpose without regards or respect for them as persons, is a sign of aggression. Aggression shows itself when one individual assumes the right to make decisions for another. People who make demands of others and label others are showing signs of aggression.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Along this definition, what are some examples of aggressive behavior that Stephen ministry could possibly show toward care receivers? What are some examples of aggressive behavior that you as a Stephen minister could actually do to your care receiver on accident?
5: You can be like... I don't know if like what were you thinking? It's, yeah,
0: what were you thinking? Yeah, I can't believe you're doing that. Right. Yeah,
5: that's
0: right. Like that.
4: That's good. Um, this line sticks out to me. Aggression shows itself when one individual assumes the right to make decisions for
6: mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm.
0: Assumes the yeah. right to make decisions for another. Yeah.
4: I could assume that it, it would be very easy to try to fix people by solving their problems, and rather than. Helping them come up with their next steps or their own solutions, actually, kind of
6: imposing our opinions
1: Mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. I would have said not listening, where you you've heard uh, five minutes of something and you assume you totally know what the other person is is talking about, where they're what they're thinking about, and what they're feeling, and you should have spent quite a bit of time asking questions and uh this is something i get from going through therapy with my daughter all the time they don't ask really about the subject that's going on they ask how they're feeling uh what's what's going on what Mm -hmm. i sense something in you what are you thinking about Mm -hmm. and instead of responding to what they've just said whether it's oh oh, I just can't get this boy out of my mind or whatever Mm -hmm. they're trying to get deeper into why are you feeling this way Mm -hmm. what's driving you Mm -hmm. and not say oh here's what you need to do, you need to do A, B and C and you're cured, (laughs) no it doesn't work that way, it takes time that's good being impatient impatient?
0: that will drive us to be offensive and Mm
7: -hmm
1: manipulate them into acting a certain way. The other thing that it kind of brought to mind is, and I don't remember if I heard it in the (laughs) class or I've heard it in therapy, they tell you never to put a hand on somebody Mm -hmm. in the process (laughs) until you've uh, been requested to do so Mm -hmm. or you phrased it in in a question later on because when you put the hand on them, you stop it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you might have been about to make real progress, but when you sit there, oh, you need a hug or you put a hand on them and you you kind
0: of... <laughs> I laugh because there was a great example of this. And if you've been following politics, there was a debate fairly recent where uh, Romney and Perry were going at it. And Romney was trying to say something, but Perry kept cutting him off. And Perry Romney just, he said... It's my turn to talk. You had your you had your 60 seconds, now it's my turn. And they kept going back and forth. Finally, Romney just put a big hand right on his shoulder and said, It's my turn to talk. <laughs> and that was his way of trying to just get them to stop, just like you're saying. So you're right. I've never thought of it that way. But that's a great point, you know, where if the person is sharing their heart, and you just put their hand on them and... Oh, I've got it, it stopped, all now. Right? <laughs> That's a great, yeah, that's yeah. a good sign of aggression. That should not happen. Good. A couple other examples they mentioned. Belittling people for past mistakes. Sarcasm. Uh, thre- yes, yeah, sarcasm. Yes. Threatening to withdraw support if the care receiver doesn't change.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, we had, I'll be, I'll be honest, we had a, a relationship here where the person would just not change their behavior. And the uh, Stephen Minister said she was getting frustrated. And just kept saying, I'm really frustrated and she just wanted to back out. But the supervision group helped her process it and say, you know, there's a reason why you're here. Just stay with it. And she was able to do that and it got a little bit better. But that's a good example of this. That could very well happen. Uh, demanding a care receiver change, his or her behavior. That's like fixing the problem. But this is these are ways where you show aggressive behavior. And so be cautious of that. Uh, let's look saying, Oh yeah, go ahead
6: there uh, than that, so I know. Mm-hmm. I know how to
0: do this. Right. I've been there done that, so let me yeah. let me handle it. It worked for me. <laughs> I like so that one. But is aggressive
6: behavior. Right,
0: and That's so funny you mentioned that because now that we have a baby, we have a lot of people say, Oh, I did it this way and that way. <laughs> and we're grateful for that. We're grateful for it, but it can be aggressive at times. Um, so we first see what not to do. We see that, you know, don't don't be aggressive. Another way to to basically not be assertive is uh, to be passive. And will somebody read Focus Note 3 under letter F, page 98, the definition of passive behavior? (coughs) Thank you, Ashley.
3: People are passive when they fail to express their feelings, needs, or affections to others or when they fail to stand up for their own rights. People who are afraid to exercise authority and therefore do not make their own decisions are being passive. Passive people won't say no even when they don't want to do something, and they won't say yes, even when they want to do something. Passive behavior can mean constantly letting others take advantage of you. People behave passively when they allow their ideas or opinions to be easily changed by others, which is different from just being flexible. Mm -hmm.
0: So what are some ways that Stephen Ministry could possibly behave passively toward their care receivers? Not being honest. Okay, Not being honest, Mm -hmm. just letting it sit. (laughs)
1: not expressing the emotion at the time Mm
6: -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, really not telling the truth Mm -hmm. because you are just letting the other person say what she wants to say and not uh, you know not um, uh (laughs) not saying anything when you don't agree with what mm-hmm.
3: they're saying. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm not sure if this kind of situation would come up in seamless. Like. You don't know like if they like ask you a question where like you feel like you need to answer it and if you instead said we're afraid of like hurting their feelings, or not, you know, like you're not wanting to be like too honest. You just kind of like skirted your real feelings about it, and it could be really hurtful because mm-hmm. you're, like you're not being honest. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> I think that's the next lesson. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you
6: think you're keeping peace by mm-hmm. letting the other person just, um, just go so ahead. So you go mm-hmm. ahead, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: not peacemaking. I I (laughs) often do that. I just I'm a peacemaker and I just okay, you know Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. And maybe I shouldn't be that way so Mm -hmm. much.
1: But I think it's a real challenge because you really want the person to open up and you don't want to stop the opening up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to lose the honesty and everything mm-hmm. else that you've got. Yeah. It's it's a very fine line. It's fine to lose,
3: like, your integrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's,
1: it's how much do you want to listen to, even though you disagree. You may violently disagree with what somebody's saying, but as a um, care person and stuff, you usually have to get past the emotion. I think one of the things that I've tried to do for many years is when somebody's extremely emotional and and I may not agree with anything they're saying, I kind of look, well, what is really the crux of what's behind what you're saying? And so I diffuse the emotional blast on me, Mm. uh, but I'm still listening, and it may require comment. You may have to say something, but at the same time... It may not be what they're saying, maybe posturing is, I think, one of the common ways hmm. I've heard it. They're expressing something, but it's not what they really want to express. Hmm. So it's hmm. a
6: But it's probably, say for example, somebody's talking to you, uh, if you don't agree with what he's um, saying, do you interject right away, maybe wait until
0: um, Wait till they're finished speaking. And yeah, and absolutely.
6: Then, yeah, the way you do it. Yeah. You know?
0: There will be times though, I will say, where you may be paired up with the talker. <laughs> and after you meet with this person several times, maybe 3 months, you begin to build confidence and trust, you may need to cut them off in a loving yeah. way. And so that would that would be your discretion. You would have to use your discretion on that. But I do know of an example that we've had where I paired someone up with the talker, and it, it was great. But they said it was hard for me sometimes to even talk and share my opinion because mm-hmm. they talked the whole hour, you know. Um, and so that might be something where you would need to be assertive with them and say, "I, I love to listen to you, but but please let me share this with you." Um, people
7: that sometimes take the side of the victim. Yeah. And if you say something, they take offense, or of even though we didn't mean to offend them, mm-hmm. and I tried not to put it that way. And so that doesn't help much because what they're doing to me is to just kind of back up a little bit,
0: mm-hmm.
7: maybe not say anything and be passive.
0: But I think being yeah. assertive would mean what in that situation? Say
7: <laughs>
0: but what would you say? I have observed you being the victim. I mean, you would literally name it, and that's hard to do. You describe it, but that's exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah, and doing it in a loving way. I mean, obviously,
7: some people are not as they listen and they want to. But others,
0: but you'd have to give them specific examples too when you are assertive, Mm -hmm. and that's the hard part, you know. But if I were you, I would just—if you're dealing with that—I would just think of specific examples that you can say. Use as your, I would say, ammo. Um, you don't want to fire at them, you know, obviously, but but you want to do it in a gentle way, a tool, tender it, way. Isn't it
4: also true that, that timing is everything? Yeah. They're like, sure, we want to be asserted at the due time, but we have by that point we have earned trust, Right, trust, exactly. Like, I mean, I think all of us either are currently or have been married, <laughs> so we probably know from our relationships with our spouses that. You know, there's a time to listen and there's a time to yeah. more take a stand and say, now I'm observing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I think for those of us who tend by nature to be on the people-pleasing side, we read some of like this and we think, you know, I want to make sure I've really established trust and they know that I love them. Right. Mm-hmm. And they know that, um, that I'm willing to listen to them. Mm-hmm. But but then we need to sometimes pull the trigger too and Mm -hmm. say, you know, I've noticed X, Y, and Z, so... Yeah, that's good. It seems like it's more of an art than a science. Right.
0: Yeah. Like you said, it's
1: all about timing. timing. It really is. There was a great example in the book where you have somebody stuck in a rut of talking on the same subject Mm -hmm. time after time after time. And so they're talking about that because they don't want to address what they really need to talk about and I thought that was a good example of when you need to be exert, uh, assertive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and say we kind of beat this one to to death, so right. to speak.
0: Right. And let's roll on. Let's right. A, c- a couple other examples it mentioned is. Uh Basically, you could be a person who never took control of your life but let others run it. You could also apologize constantly for something that's not your fault. I've done that before. Um, But as far as ways that we could possibly behave passively, we could allow the care receiver to bully him or her into providing uh, services that are not part of Stephen ministry. We could put up with manipulative behaviors such as unnecessary middle-of-the-night phone calls. Give in and meet extra times with the care receiver who threatens to end the caring relationship. They may say, I'm done with this if you don't meet with me more. You know, never challenge a care receiver to change <laughs> self-destructive behaviors. So these are all uh, um, examples well, of never. never challenging a care receiver to change destructive behaviors, which we've been talking about. That's good. So this is something that I guarantee a lot of you will uh, wrestle with. I know I have. Because it's so easy to to be passive. Because you want to be loving. You want to make sure you're not stepping on anybody's toes. Well, Let's look at letter G. Assertiveness is not passive-aggressive. Who will read the definition under focus note 4? Okay, Brent.
1: Passive-aggressive behavior is marked by hidden hostility. When someone is asked to do something and he or she apparently agrees but does not follow through, Even though he or she could, that is passive-aggressive behavior. Passive-aggressive behavior can include stubbornness, pouting, insistence on proper procedure to the nth degree, or sabotage. All the passive-aggressive person's objections take place behind the scenes and under cover. While on the surface, he or she may seem agreeable and compliant. Okay, thank you. Here are some examples. You could bully others
0: without being held accountable for it. You could call in sick instead of working on a project to which you didn't want to be assigned. You could tell lies about you to others while pretending to be their friend. So those are examples of passive-aggressive. Another question along the same lines as the others. What are some ways that Stephen Ministry could possibly behave passive-aggressively toward their fellow Stephen Minister or Stephen Leader?
5: I feel like If if, some, if your care receiver wanted to meet with you more and you're like, okay, and then you don't do it. Right? You don't do it.
4: Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, oh, that's
5: fine, but really it's not. And right.
3: um, I have and a, that's a question uh-huh. because in the definition it says, when someone's asked to do something there, or something and she he or she apparently agrees but then does not follow through even though he or she could that's past's behavior though like even like if you know you're Stephen if you're a care or like asked you to pray for them about something specific and you said yeah sure and then didn't absolutely so you mm-hmm. the
0: absolutely mm-hmm. it's a great example. It's so easy to say, I'll pray for you, and then yeah. forget. <laughs> so what do you? I'll tell you what I normally do. Pray for them right away. Yeah, pray for them right away. And either pray in person and say, let me pray for you right now. Uh, if it's over the phone, you could pray with them over the phone. Uh, or right when you hang up the phone, say a pray for them. Um, but do it
1: so you don't forget. <laughs> or talk to somebody else about something, and, and you've, the person already asked you to keep it quiet.
0: Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Breaking confidentiality. <coughs> That'll
1: get you in trouble every time.
0: Here's some other examples. To spread lies and gossip about your Stephen leader. i did myself or Stephen minister throughout the congregation <laughs> while continuing to serve as a Stephen minister. Um, agree to attend small group supervision, but always showing up late or unprepared. That's an example. Deliberately going so far overboard and insisting on the letter of the law and supervision that the spirit and benefit of supervision are lost. And then agreeing to meet with a care receiver, but never following through and never telling the Stephen leader, as Jonathan said. So those are all examples of passive-aggressive behavior. Good. Well, let's look at number three, page 99. This is a new term with ancient meaning. Uh, we see examples of these types of behaviors through people in Scripture. I'll give you some examples. Moses. Does anybody remember that passage where he says, I am slow in speech and tongue. God yes. wanted him to speak. Yes.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: What would that be? Would that be aggressive, passive, aggressive, or passive? It would
6: be
2: passive, I think.
0: Passive, yeah. Yeah, Moses was passive when he said, Lord, I, I don't want to do it. I'm slow in speech and tongue. I can't talk. And so God sent his brother Aaron to help. Uh, Joseph, his brothers were... What, what were they when they sold him into, into slavery? What did they do? Like what, were they, they were aggressive. Yeah, his brothers were aggressive by selling him into slavery. Um, Ruth, when she told Naomi, I will go where you go, and I, your God will be my God. Assertive. Yes, she was assertive. Good. Uh, Jesus was also assertive towards his parents. Remember when they were looking for him when he was 12 and they found him? And he said, uh, I was doing my father's business. That's where I was. He was being assertive to his parents. Uh, So these are all good examples of people in Scripture who were either
1: assertive or they were passive or or even aggressive. But assertive is always about the issue, event, or whatever, and never about the individual. Uh, Well, ultimately it's helping the individual. Right, but it's not... But the the
0: particular issue... It's about the issue, not the individual. Right, right. that's a good point. That's a good point. (coughs) Yeah, because you don't want to call out the individual and hurt them, but you want to call it the issue. That's a great point. point. Well, let's look at letter B here, role-playing Bible studies. Uh, I need six people to fill these roles. We've got seven. So what I'll do is, for that last person, that, that seventh person, I'll add you to the next story, which will be on page 104. So who will be our narrator
5: I'll marry.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Who will be the father? I can be the father. Thank you, Malcolm. The younger son. The younger okay, son. great. Thank you, for The elder <laughs> son. Yeah, there's no I guess I'll the citizen, man. the slave could be a Baby woman. Elder son. The elder son. Okay, thank you, Alan. Uh, citizen. I'll be the Thank I'll you, son. and the slave. Who
2: is a slave?
0: The slave. <laughs> Ashley. Okay, so Brent. Brent, you can be uh, Mary and Martha. <laughs> okay. <Good. laughs> I'll be Martha, you can be Mary in the next one. All right. Okay, so what I want you to do here is Read your part and we'll stop at the uh, top of page 102. We're going to start off doing the assertive ending and then they're going to have a passive ending and an aggressive ending and we'll talk through each each role play. So let's go ahead and start by looking at the bottom of page 99 and the narrator starts out.
5: The action opens with the younger son and his father talking after supper. Father, I'm aging
6: now, giving my share of the property
0: Great job, everyone. Well done. Okay, what I'd like to do first is ask the question, what are some examples of assertiveness in this first story of the prodigal son? Who was assertive and how were they assertive?
2: I think think the father, you feel the father was assertive. assertive. And how so? Because he could have taken and lambasted the son. Mm-hmm. you know. Yes, you're no good for me. Just like I said, get, get away from me. Mm-hmm. But no, he was a very assertive. He said, no, this is not the way I should be. Mm-hmm. This is the way I should operate. Right.
1: I think the last response from the father was mm-hmm. assertive. How mm-hmm. so? Uh, I think he explained what it was mm-hmm. to him. He was explaining his feelings without attacking mm-hmm. This is why I want to do this.
3: Mm-hmm. 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 I think the younger son is assertive when mm-hmm. he says, "I've sinned against heaven and before you, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. The
6: older is
7: assertive, but not going back in his mind and it's like, "How should I treat my son? Should I, literally I do that?" But he felt in his heart that this is the true, that um, like he would get his son so he opened his arms, and that way I helped
6: him help the son to now go back into I'm a sinner and I
0: deserve mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. What about nonverbals here? How is the father assertive by using nonverbals?
5: When he ran, out to
0: when he ran and embraced his son. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to say a word, did he? Mm-hmm. But he showed assertiveness by just running to him and embracing him in his arms. So
2: much by what
5: he
0: didn't
2: say.
7: <clears throat> mm
0: hmm. Good. I think also when he asked, uh, ordered for the best of clothing, the adornment, the celebration, he was pursuing his son. He was actively helping his son. I also think of the Good Samaritan. That's a good example of how he just bent down to help the the, the person on the on, on the road, and he helped him with the band. You know, he gave him bandages. He paid for his way to stay that night. He was being assertive and a non. He didn't even have to say anything. It was nonverbal. Good. Now, what are other types of behavior that you see in this ending? It could be a passive, uh, aggressive. It could be passive aggressive.
2: The second son, yeah, that was pretty aggressive.
0: How was the elder son aggressive?
2: Because he just didn't feel that his father was operating the way he should, mm-hmm. and this is the way he should mm-hmm. operate. And although it's not a it's a verbal
4: example, the father's reaction to that the mm-hmm. aggressiveness by his son is another assertive
6: example. Mm-hmm. The very last line man, mm-hmm. where
4: he, he really speaks to the truth of the matter, which is son, you are always with me. Mm-hmm. And what I have is yours. Absolutely.
1: And nonverbal was in the steaming mad and storming off to the mm-hmm. barn. I mm-hmm. yeah. was aggressive, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right.
5: The slave is assertive.
0: The slave was servant. <laughs> <laughs> He's
5: honest. Is that what was happening? He
6: was.
1: Um, or would you have said the slave is stirring the pot? <laughs> <laughs> Let me crank it up a nut. <laughs> to to Sure. And I, I hope
4: this doesn't take us off on a tangent. And if it does, let's let's pick it up some other time. But okay. Is is an angry response always aggressive?
0: No, I would I would there, say no. It, I
4: mean,
0: Think about God being a jealous God, for mm-hmm. example. You know that would we would say see that as anger, but it was assertive, right? So that's yeah. I
3: think when like the situation calls for it, you know, like there's you know, no better response. Anything under that would be you being passive, you know, just mm-hmm. depending on the situation.
0: I know Mike's occasionally uh, he he's pretty soft, you know he, he he's not as dominant, but when he is dominant, you wake up. Mm-hmm. I remember one time Stephanie gave an example of Mike when he was really assertive and and almost angry. He said. You need to bite your tongue. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about gossip. (laughs) And Stephanie goes. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) But she said, I really, I'm glad he did that because I needed to hear that. And it was good that Mike was almost angry, you know? Right, because
4: there is something called
0: a righteous anger. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's a good question. Yeah, it is. Well, great. Well, let's continue on, and what we're going to do now is just read the passive ending, and then we'll stop there and and go through it a little bit, and then we'll go through the aggressive ending. So, narrator, can you please pick up on page 102? Okay, and this example, that was how you really, feel. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. What are some examples of, of passive behavior in this? I know some are obvious. obvious. Father
6: but... is always saying, oh, "Your mother, your mother." About oh, kid. He
0: mm-hmm. yeah, he's, yeah. he's passing himself. it on.
1: Like yeah, you're so right. Uh, this is amazing
7: because a lot of people that are. Uh, so concerned of what others will think. If I act this way and they, they will tell me, you know, why why am I so soft with others to forgive when they keep treating me bad things like that. But this shows you that you have to be more example. Exactly what I, think. Mm-hmm.
3: I think when my father says like um go get others' eggs and get cleaned up, um, burn the clothes, get a robe that your brother's only really use like, in contrast to the way that the passage really is, I think, like, you see how the Father's assertiveness in the real in the way it really happened was, like, meant so much, mm-hmm. you know, rather than just, like, passively saying, like, okay, like, look at you, like, a role, like, something to wear so you're not wearing those rags, like, but he made it such a big deal and was mm-hmm. very assertive with what, it like, was very purposeful, I mm-hmm. guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Another example would be when the father was passive when he said, that's all right, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I know you laughed when, when yeah. you read that, but that's obviously an example. skirting <laughs> the Take issue. I would okay. have <laughs> and
4: The narrator reads, the father waited, curbing his desire to go to the son and embrace it. Right. <laughs> he incurred, you know, he's, he's actually maybe not being honest yeah. or at least you know, not showing his true feelings. Mm. To
6: the
0: son that he
6: really
4: wants to embrace him, mm-hmm. curving his curving, like that
0: yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, let's finish off with uh, the aggressive ending, page one hundred three. I mean, you get the point. But let's let's go ahead and finish by looking at the aggressive ending. Oh, well, Tends, well, it? <laughs> so there are some obvious examples. What what are some examples here of, of being aggressive?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: about every word of the that old song. Nose
5: to nose, his brother. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, nose to nose, yeah. The label and the name calling. This is what keeps making me think about the
7: assertiveness. Yes. Because meaning the father was um, trusting God throughout the whole time, even though he probably was so hurt, mm-hmm. pain, that he... To
0: God,
6: and
0: that to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's threatening, he's demanding, insulting. I mean, it's obvious here. Cruel. Cruel. Setting. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So this is I'm I'm glad that they had this all in the in this um, lesson because you get to see like Ashley and Janine just said, how important it was that the father responded the way he did in the original story. He was assertive, but so loving, wasn't he?
6: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, not only with his verbal response, but also with his nonverbals, his body language. I mean, so these, these are good examples of how to be assertive. Um, what I want to do now, page 104, the middle of it, focus note eight, I'd like for Brent. To play Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there was no um, Mary. <laughs> Ashley, be narrator, and Janine, if you could be Martha, that'd be great. So let's go ahead and read through that, and we'll talk briefly about it. So, right here in this little story, what are examples of assertive behavior? There are two people in particular who were assertive. And who were they, and what did they do?
2: Well, Jesus is one. Mm-hmm. I was assertive. Mm-hmm.
5: Mary was assertive.
0: Yeah, Mary was assertive. We don't see her in here, but what did she do?
5: And she sat she just sat. Mm-hmm. She listened.
0: Yep. Her choice Christ. to sit and listen yeah. to Jesus. That is a sign of assertive. Now what was what how can you characterize Martha's behavior in this? Passive aggressive. Passive aggressive, yeah. exactly. And how was she passive aggressive?
3: Because she's like like making a lot of noise. Like she's never actually come and say, "Like Mary, why aren't you helping me?" Mm-hmm. Like she just is like making all noise, to, like show mm-hmm. that she's upset without actually saying I'm upset. am yep. mm-hmm. upset. Yeah. Let's, let's mm-hmm. you, because um, um,
6: she's missing the point. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus is there, and yeah. instead of going there and uh, and listening Jesus. Uh, uh, to Jesus, and, and she was more into this. Uh, Food, which
4: is not a so, mm-hmm. so. Was your question how do we see passive or passive aggressive?
0: Passive aggressive. How is Martha passive aggressive?
4: Um, on the aggressive side, I yeah. would say um, where she kind of goes on the attack of her sister. Uh-huh. Do, do you do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the
3: work?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's really aggressive towards Jesus, mm-hmm. isn't she? By accusing aggressive. him of not caring mm-hmm. about her.
3: Mm-hmm. And she's like passive-aggressive <coughs> about going to Jesus and saying, mm-hmm. like she says, tell her to help me. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you just go to her sister and say, help yeah. me? She yeah. talked behind her back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, and I, I know that the reason why they did this is they wanted you to be able to see what passive-aggressive behavior looks like. Mm-hmm.
7: Passive-aggressive would mean, for example, like when one wants to keep peace and not say anything and hold, but we didn't know when we built up that anger and then just react to all that passiveness that we didn't really we weren't honest about it we didn't yeah. want to be passive but
0: then we just rolled. that and also just not dealing with it right right. Mm-hmm. or dealing with it in an aggressive way
3: right. but not like, dealing with the issue right like Martha's aggressive towards Jesus not who she needs to be aggressive towards like it's mm-hmm. yeah being aggressive towards something that has nothing to do with and I the I
7: noticed real that problem. it happens a lot to us mm-hmm. like every time we I think we're better off not saying anything, mm-hmm. just to put a piece, we should have said It builds up mm-hmm. and then we say nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes
2: it builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up, and then you explode. Right, right. Mm-hmm. This is all lessons in real life, is
0: yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm.
3: That's well, why this is an important John lesson. John was saying people are passive-aggressive at work, like when uh, they leave the notes time. on things, and they're like, please don't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why well, can't you just like... Go we'll find the first thing. And just tell them. Yeah.
5: Roommates have in passive-aggressive before yeah. by like leaving notes. And on the like refrigerator. <laughs>
3: that's a great example.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. A lot of passive-aggressive yeah. Just
0: not really dealing with the issue. Yeah. Just like <laughs> we're dealing with it in a different uh-huh. way. That's
3: probably- I remember they leave a, a note on the air conditioning one time. that said, please do not turn this down whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, like, there's, like, three people who live here total. Like, you could have just they like, come
0: talk in person, stuff. right, right. That's when you respond in box marker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> but sometimes it's yeah. easy with, with media, just social media and an email. Mm-hmm. If you need to have a uh, conversation or a one-on-one conversation, it's easy to send them an email. Mm-hmm. But it's it. it's much better to do it in person.
2: Well, I used to have an old yeah. boss. I, used to, I mean, his office was right over there. Instead of coming telling me, he had to take and send me. <laughs> what <did you> <laughs> just tell
0: me yeah. right, that's passive aggressive mm-hmm. yeah. we all do it, all experience it it's yeah. good yeah, I cool. have a friend
6: every time uh, she and her husband pies, um, uh, she would bring up the past and she would tell me about it I probably listen to uh, all those past um, um Ten times already. And I was just listening. Here we go again. Uh, And one time she made me really angry. And I became aggressive and said, I don't want you telling me this already. I've heard it ten times. (laughs) 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 And uh, she she never realized that uh, uh, she's been telling me about it every time they fight. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad I did that. But I did it in such a... Uh, angry way. Mm. We are still friends, right. but you got her <laughs> I attention. was you able to tell, yeah. tell mm. her, like, tell me those things. And <laughs> it's like a, a bondage that every time they fight say, he did this, 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 the past, you know. Right. Just uh, uh, telling me about the past. Mm-hmm. I, I understand.
2: Cause <laughs> I had a, a friend of mine that she uh, Years ago, she had an abortion, okay, mm-hmm. and she blames the abortion on everything. It's, it's it because of the abortion. You just get. Why don't you just heal, you know, and just go on with life? Mm-hmm. You know, yes, that was bad. I understand it was bad. I can really feel for you, but let's go on with yeah. life mm-hmm. instead of doing the same
0: thing over yeah. and over it's and easy over again. Right? it's good. Well, this is this is one of my favorite lessons, and as you can see, it's very important and very um, practical, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because we can see how we're aggressive, passive-aggressive, and passive. Let me let's let's look, move on. Uh, we just got a few minutes here. Page one hundred five. Um, instead of doing all the situations, there's nine of them. I just pick three. So what I'd like for you to do is just pick three people. Why don't why not actually you four just get in a group, and then you three get in a group? Okay. And um, what I'd like for y'all to do briefly is pick a person A. So go ahead and pick a person A. And with this group of four, um, you can have two A's, if that makes sense. So pick two A's over here one A over here. Can you all go ahead and do that real quick? It's going to be A.
2: you going to be A?
0: Okay. I'll be A. I'll be A. Okay, I'll be B. B. Pick a B and then pick a C. And what I'd like for you to do first... So you need two A's and then one A will do the first one then you'll rotate. So one person will do... Uh, I'll explain it. Um, basically, instead of doing all the situations, I want you to start out by doing situation number 7. So that'll be page 106. And what I want you to do is, is literally act it out for a minute and you're going to have the person observe. So do number 7. Go ahead and write this down. Number 7, number 2, and number 9. And do those in that order. So do situation number 7, number 2, and number 9. And I'll give you about five to seven minutes to do that and we'll have two quick questions after that to discuss it. So, seven. number seven, number two, and number nine. So, start out with number seven and then, and then do two and then, then do nine. A then stays
7: the whole
0: yeah, same A stays the same, same B, and then same C. And in this group, only one A, the first, you'll do the first one if you're A. The first and third and you'll just do the second one. The second example. So. Or whoever A is.
2: Okay. 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 Okay.
0: Got it. Okay. Go for it. Good. Well, we're going to stop here for this week. Page one hundred seven, number five. When, where, and how to be assertive. We'll carry. The, we'll continue that on on December fourth, and then finish out part two. I should be teaching that one, so So we'll finish out module six on December 4th. uh, Yeah, speaking the truth in love. There's also a resource, actually what I want to do briefly page 113. It's just important for us to keep in mind the four values of Stephen Ministry. The uh, Caregiver's Compass Review, page 113. Uh, How was compassionate shown in this lesson? What stood out to you with the word compassionate? Compassionate.
5: I
3: think oh, go
5: ahead. when you're assertive, I feel like you're showing compassion for someone because you're, you know, helping them about uh-huh. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like being passive, you're really harming them more and not showing them care. But being assertive, you're showing you care about than Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. that's what, I'm
0: Good. <laughs> what about full of faith? Yes. How would how would full of faith fit into this lesson?
3: I think like what Janine said about. Having to really trust God with your emotions and your feelings really can help you be assertive. Mm-hmm. 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 Being
7: forgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time that you're being assertive and you know for a fact you don't want to go back into the did you do is that you forgive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you're being compassionate. You're allowing
0: that person to grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about uh, skilled? Did you th- learn some things today?
1: <laughs> I, I think that if you look at all three, whether you're passive, you're aggressive, or you're assertive, they're all three have the same end in mind. Hmm. But it's it's just the skills you use to express yourself. To be and assertive, yeah. To be assertive. assertive.
2: Yeah, good. And many times it's the timing on everything. Right, right.
0: Timing. Right. Yeah, Florie.
6: I think what we did not learn today is how. Um, are you going to tell some say somebody has a body odor of body odor or so, um, mm-hmm. how are you going to tell a circuit um without finding the other mm mm-hmm. um,
0: and we'll look okay. into that more in next lesson. Yeah. The actual practical of how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So To be continued. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they give you.
7: (laughs) I do that on on a daily basis. (laughs) In fact,
0: Flora, if if you really want to know before, I mean, because I know it's two weeks. Just one o seven. There's five questions to ask when deciding whether to be assertive. We're going to cover that in two weeks. But uh, it's focus note number ten. Focus note ten on page one o seven. Those are questions you can ask to determine. Okay, should I say something or not? And that will help you. And then we're going to talk more about it in the next lesson too, on how to do it gently and firmly. Um, and trustworthy. What's what were some thoughts on or examples on trustworthy from this lesson?
3: Um, I like what you said. You have to have like a trusting relationship with someone to be assertive with them. You can't just be assertive with everyone.
0: Yeah. Good. This is actually one of my favorite lessons. I think I've said that earlier, but I learned so much when I first went through it, and even this time I've learned more. Because you really get to see how you're doing it, how it plays out in your life. But you, it really, I like how they broke down each, each area, You know, where you're passive, you're aggressive, and then passive-aggressive, what those mean. Like passive-aggressive, I didn't really know what that, that meant. And then as they defined it so clearly, it helped me see it in my own life. Yeah. Well, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we go is your prayer partner 114. What I would encourage you to do because it's going to be two weeks is email each other. You should have each other's email address. Email one another some of your requests that you may have, your your thanksgivings as well, your praises. Um, just email and, and faithfully pray for one another in the next few weeks. So I would encourage you to do that because I know we we kind of rush through these lessons because it's only an hour and fifteen minutes. So we don't I don't want to rush through prayer time. So I would just encourage you to do that on your okay. own time.
2: You you're my prayer partner. Thanks.
0: So, right. Does everybody have a prayer partner? Oh, you don't. I think the three of you. Yeah, that would make sense.
6: <laughs>
0: great. Any any further questions? Well, I hope you have a good week off. Let me let me close this in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this great lesson on how to be assertive, and there are so many wonderful examples in Scripture. I, I think of you, Jesus, when you were assertive with your parents. I think when you were assertive with your disciples when they were sleeping. And you just told him to wake up. I mean, you were angry, as Alan's talking about in many ways. It was a healthy anger, but it was an assertive anger. And you expressed yourself in a loving way. I think of even when you turned the tables, uh, that was assertive uh, and and that you needed to be. I, I, I think of so many examples of when you were assertive. Even, even when you um, uh, did all the miracles, you were assertive. Um, when I think of how you... Uh, broke bread and and, uh, multiplied the fish and fed 5,000 people. You were assertive in that way. Uh, You were assertive when you spoke with authority on the Sermon of the Mount. You just are the perfect example of of how we are to properly speak the truth and love to people. And uh, I just pray, Lord, that we will, when we care for our care receivers in the future, and even when we care for those that we come into contact with, that we will learn to be assertive and not passive or not aggressive or not even passive-aggressive. Lord, just go with my my fellow friends here uh, this week. Just watch over them. Help them to have a good, restful holiday season during Thanksgiving. And as you prepare our hearts for Christmas, uh, I pray that we will just keep in mind the reason why we're celebrating, and that is your birth. Lord, just uh, be with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Do
6: you